Joining us now, he's the director of golf at Wingfoot, hosting the U.S. Open. Stephen Rabideau joins us. Stephen, welcome into the golf shop. Good morning. Thank you. All right. So, you know, it's it, I've been talking about this for weeks. I went back and watched the uh, the 06 U.S. Open. I watched about the last hour and a half of the telecast. One of the things that I really noticed was when guys were hitting it way offline, they were missing the tall rough and they were getting into the areas where the crowd inside the ropes uh, were all kind of trampling things down. And guys had some pretty good lies, so to speak. They had some tree issues, but all in all, they had pretty good lies. With no fans, this might be a little different experience. What's our rough looking like as we head into the U.S. Open? Well, you're right. You know, with uh, the no fans and uh, uh, the rough will definitely be uh, not matted down in the uh, in that deeper area. You know, sometimes you, you're rewarded for being further offline with fans, and sometimes right. and stuff. Uh, there'll be still some limited activity out, outside the ropes with uh, you know maintenance vehicles and. Uh, you know, with broadcast people, uh, but it won't be like it, there would have been if there was, you know, 40,000 people out there. So uh, it could definitely, you know, be a little bit more challenging if you hit it uh, out there as opposed to being, you know, matted down grass for sure. So, yeah, I mean, what, what's our length of rough going to be? Uh, what are we topping it off at? Has it been topped off already? No, uh, it's not topped off. We're going to be cutting it. We'll be cutting it through the week. Um you know the final decisions. You know, sure. or the day-to-day decisions yeah. that we, uh, you know, try to figure out based on weather and stuff. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, but we'll be uh, probably somewhere in uh, four-inch uh, area. But there is also graduated rough that will be. You know, actually, the graduated rough was in- introduced at the U.S. Open at Winged Foot back in 2006. Mm-hmm. So the first cut of rough was shorter. Uh, for a set uh, length in uh, off the fairway, and then it went to what we, you know, the primary rough, uh, higher cut of rough. So there's some of those holes that we have the graduated rough on, and then some that don't have graduated rough. Um, so, you know, listen, Winged Foot has narrow fairways, so it, it's always been a premium on hitting fairways here. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, you know, you'll have to hit it straight. Mm, mm, mm. So Steve, um, <clears throat> I got a question. Um, you know the 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 East Coast has been just—I mean, it's been so hot all summer long. Have you been challenged, and your crew been challenged to, you know, keep bent grass growing like it should uh, when it's ninety-five degrees outside? I know, I know that it's been hot up there. You know, we had—I mean, it's just been—you talk about the year. We'll look back at this year for sure yeah. when you think of. You know, with the sprint, the winter, right? We had a mild winter, mm-hmm. and it was something that, you know, last year I was worried about the winter being bad, you know, potentially losing grass and sure. stuff prior to a June open. And that was what it was. the concern was, and we made it through the winter good um, and, you know, no issues with turf loss or anything from, from winter injury. Uh, and then we're getting ready to rock and roll, and then COVID hits, yeah. and then, you know, all those highs and lows, and, uh, you know, the postponement in June. June was dry. June was super dry. Mm. Uh, we went 24 days without rain. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, then you get into <clears throat> July. July was one of our hotter Julys on record. You know, in August, this wasn't good. So, so it's been a challenge. Uh, you know, for us, yeah. you know, for us with, uh, you know, 
at U.S. Open, the rough is, uh, you know, we don't have water. We don't have a lot of OB. We have narrow fairways, and the rough is, is just one of those challenges out there that you have to, um, you know, work your, work your way around. And keeping the rough this year through the summer was one of our goals that we made. Uh, and, um, you know, U.S. Opens in June, it's an ideal time. You, you, you fast forward that to September, you have to get through the entire summer now. <laughs> right. And uh, so that was something that we really focused on. Uh, and uh, my team, my guys did a great job on it. And, uh, you know, I think you'll see, the world will see that, uh, you know, we got some good rough out there. Yeah, so, I mean, we look at the major championships. We look at 06. We look at uh, Jeff Ogilvie winning at plus five. We go back to the PGA Championship, uh, the famous Davis Love Walk-Up 18, uh, winning at 11 under par, winning by five shots. The U.S. Open in 84, Fuzzy Zeller taking down Greg Norman. That was a, a, a minus seven. Um, where where do you kind of see, in Hale Orwin, in pl- uh, plus seven in 1974, where do you see... Based on weather conditions, course conditions, are we going to be somewhere between the minus seven and the plus five? Do you think? <laughs> uh, well, that's a big range. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, but are we going to be are we going to be over par? Are we going to be under par? I mean, obviously, we're going to fit in there somewhere. I mean, do you see the over par or the under par? How how's this going to play out? You think? I don't know. You know, I mean, two thousand six was a long time ago. Uh, these golfers are really good. Yeah. You know. Uh, I know that the U.S. Opens here at Wingfoot, there's been five of them so far. Uh, four of them have been uh, under par uh, through, the, through the history of U.S. Opens here. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, these guys, you know, they're just so good, some of these guys. <laughs> and, and you know, you know the fact, the, what's funny is that so many of these guys, young guys, have never played here. Yeah. I think there's only like 15 guys in this year's field. That's amazing. In the Open, that have played at Wingfoot wow. in, in, in the in the last Open, and we haven't had a bunch of guys coming and playing either. So, uh, you know, don't know. Um, you know, uh, it's a challenging golf course, Wingfoot. It really is. It's uh, it, it's it's a test of golf, and. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how they do, yeah. you know. I can't wait. Again, Stephen Robido, uh, Rabideau joining us, the director of golf at Wingfoot. And, you know, what cha- what changes have gone into effect since 06? Did we did we lengthen anything? Uh, it played about 7,200 yards back then, par 70. Um, you know, have we lengthened it? Or is this still a golf course that does put a premium on getting it in the fairway and maybe you give up some yardage off the tee, Bryson DeChambeau? to get it in the fairway a little bit more um, as of late. Um, you know, I mean, because I-, I talked to Matty earlier, you know, when we were making our picks, and I said, look, you know, Dustin Johnson, long but still kind of has been hitting it all over the place. Justin Thomas has been hitting it all over That's the right. place. Um, you know, Rory McIlroy still been hitting it all over the place. We know Phil hits it all over the place. Um, you know, guys like Col- Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson, yeah. you know, I mean, Jim Furyk has played well at this course yes. before. Those are guys that get it in the fairways, hit greens, and can roll the rock well. Is that still the premium here? It, can distance be a factor if it's not in the fairway? I, I, I that that's a good question. I don't, you know, I think the premium is really hitting in the fairway. Yeah. You mentioned a guy like Colin Morikawa, Simpson. You know those guys. Uh, you know the fairways are narrow. You know the fairways are narrow, and the other thing here at Wingfoot is the. 
Uh, I mean, Wink, it's just such a great test of golf, yeah. the property, when you have the undulations and, you know, it's it's sort of a benign piece of property, but yet w- what Tillinghouse did was the greens are raised up, right? The greens are raised up. They, a lot of them slope back to front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that will actually happen because of COVID is the world will get to see a really good, they'll see through this property now. Mm. They'll get to see the holes, and they'll it's, get to see how these greens are, are, you know, a lot of them are raised up, and they slope back to front, mm-hmm. and they're going to see the architecture here, and they'll see what, what puts the teeth in wing foot with the, uh, you know, the greens and the um, the bunkering. Uh, it really is a incredible test of golf. Well, the good news, well, I don't know if it's good or bad news. The good or bad news for Phil is there's no, there's no giant tent to the left of 18, I'm assuming, <laughs> right? No, no. Because that kind of saved him initially, because it kicked the ball back in play, but it probably it probably ruined him because it gave him hope. <laughs> it did. So, and Matty and I have had this debate too. Worst, worst um, destruction of eighteen. Phil or Colin Montgomery from the middle of the fairway. That seven iron was just horrible. Ah oh, man, that's horrible. Either of them made. made yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. Uh, which was worse? I mean, Phil from the left rough trees or M- Monty from the middle of the fairway? It was Phil's, de- it was Phil's it. decision on his second shot that was the, the train wreck. That's that's what it was. I think you got to give it to Monty, though, because yeah, Phil, right. Phil, <laughs> Phil was trying to go for a heroic shot. Monty just had it right out there in front of him. Yeah. I mean, Mo- yeah, Monty had a little uphill lie. Pin, uh, a, I mean, pin in the front right, playing right yeah. into his fade. I mean, yeah. yeah, he had everything in his favor. I mean, I guess... I guess Phil's shot was still a Phil shot because he always tries to go That's for those right. shots. But yeah. yeah, I'll be interested to see and to hear what Phil says. You know, the golf course did get a little bit longer. Uh, it's going to play seventy four, seventy seven, mm. par seventy. Wow, uh, it's a little different than when the last time. In that fact that the four, the fifth hole and the ninth hole have flopped. In mm. that the fifth hole in the prior championships has been a par five. Okay. And the ninth hole was a par four. Mm-hmm. Those have have swapped now. Huh, so the okay. fifth hole is going Good. to play about a, a around five hundred yard par four. And the ninth hole, we lengthen it, and that's going to be a par five. Okay, interesting. Kind of what Pinehurst did, Steve. Um, for people who don't know, and, and Westchester County, New York, is, is just loaded with great country clubs. Will you actually recruit some some of the um, the, the the greens? people to come over to Wingfoot to help out? Oh, yeah. We've got uh, we've got probably 75 guys, 80 guys, uh, superintendents, wow. assistants uh, from, you know, the metro New York yeah. area um, awesome. to come over and help uh, for this week and, and to prepare the golf course. Yeah. Awesome. Well, all right. Well, uh, man, I tell you what, this is going to be something great to look forward to. I can't wait to see it. Uh, and uh, you guys are going to have a great one up there, Stephen. We appreciate you coming on with us. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Steve.